Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the show about watching shows with your friends. In today's episode, we are going to be wrapping up our very first installment with the Hulu original show, Casual, the final two episodes of season one, episode nine and 10, together. And then be sure to stick around at the end when we choose our next show. Woo! It's gonna be my, it's gonna be my choice. It's a lot of pressure on me personally, but I'll be okay. Steve's but right now we're gonna- show. I know, but right now we gotta wrap up Eli's first show. So we're gonna kick it off to Eli so we can finish Casual, season one. Wow, finish Casual. It's amazing how quick it happened, Steve. We just really tore into this first season (laughs) of Casual, and it was delicious. Yes, tasty. Very tasty. I'm excited to talk about these last two episodes and wrap up this great discussion. I'm especially excited to dive right in on episode nine, the actual penultimate episode of this first season where, wow, the fit hits the shan, uh, (laughs) it, it, it starts to go down. So let's get right into it, Steve. Episode nine of Casual season one. And away we go. So yes, um, I'm equally as excited to, to talk about these two episodes. Um, they really go together. And episode nine um, is really intriguing. And again, they kind of build off of, off of the past few episodes, especially the Thanksgiving episode, where mm. you just go deeper into the humanity of these characters. At this point, you've been on a very long ride with them through the first season and it was just uh, really fascinating to see them um this of course they're going to the rehearsal dinner the wedding weekend of their parents and alex has these big plans to give <laughs> this big fu speech right to, to in front of his parents and all their friends and just ruin this occasion much like they probably ruined his childhood um and so great, a uh, lot of Mr. X here, you know, especially um, right off the bat with the dad and him s- sort of asking him to be the best man, getting <laughs> in good. And you clearly find out later that there's, there's some ulterior motives there, but um, initially right. you sort of see um, Alex really falling uh, for it or falling into this vibe of, of, appreciation feeling appreciated feeling heard feeling validated right a lot of these things that have been missing you sort of see him getting that which of course makes it um all that much more heartbreaking at the <laughs> end when the father's kind of hitting him up to pay for the tab of the entire wedding Ugh. and um, super that rough. was a yeah. Super lame. Yeah. And yeah. These, it's like these parents, they just don't stop being super lame. No, not uh, for uh, sure. Not in this episode. That is for sure. And it's sort of a counterpoint going on where Alex is getting sucked into his parents' plans like Valerie. But for Alex, he's going with it. And so it's actually yeah. building him up during this time. Whereas Valerie continues to resist against everything and somehow still gets roped into this hype with her mom and Emmy. Uh, so it's interesting they're really sort of playing uh, through this whole, really through these whole two episodes, they're playing the Alex and Valerie stories kind of uh, in tandem and against each other a lot. And that happens right from the start of this. Interestingly enough, Steve, I noticed. Something we had t- been talking about 
before on a previous episode uh, how Alex is not actually there for Valerie. She's literally confronting him about this at the beginning of the episode. And he's like, yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'll be there for you. I'll be there. And he's like looking at yeah. his phone. And he's not. He's just. <laughs> they literally have confirmed what we were saying previously. Yeah, I caught that. And great point about their the sort of um, differing um, energies and how they're going in different directions. And as Alex is getting closer to his dad and closer to being a supporter of this experience of his parents getting married. Valerie is still fighting it tooth and nail and scratching and clawing to get away from it. And mm. um, they show a lot of interesting conflict in that hike scene and reveal this sort of connection between Emmy's open, quote unquote, openness of right. her life to her parents' um, uh, sexual behavior and uh, irresponsibility. And, and you see a real linear mm. connection there, right, to where – Surprise, um, it's actually surprise. a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenged exchange between the two of them, between Val and Emmy, which I I thought was kind of like really interesting. And I was like, whoa! And it really brought her character kind of full circle in the context of this whole weekend. Totally. And Valerie's resistance to Emmy and pushing against that character starts to become really clear. Um, why uh, and what those deep, deep seated motivations are in this hiking scene and as it comes to a head right on uh probably on some canyon it looks like um, yeah. somewhere in the la area and and valerie kind of loses it and uh and goes a little too far she's rude to emmy um she's as we we're saying resisting everything about her mom and her parents wedding yeah but yeah she takes too far and she's rude to emmy yeah and it, it, it you get a sense it, it goes deeper than her just feeling on the outside and not connected to Alex because he has a girlfriend, you know, does sort of in that moment think of like if, if Alex had a quote unquote normal girlfriend or a girlfriend that wasn't open or had a boyfriend or whatever, yeah. at least it wouldn't trigger. I, I mean, I got this sense that Val, Val is really triggered by Emmy and like this is revealed in that scene when they, they have this sort of intense exchange. Yeah. Of verbally. Very intense. And then, and uh, and then at the engagement party, you know, Valerie makes an attempt to apologize to Emmy over drinks, and this is all during um, Alex's speech, where the setup was that he was really gonna uh, lay into his parents and just right. blow the top off this whole charade and charade, and um, and he pivots and yeah. he does this really kind of supportive speech and Valerie's expressions and inner life um, was really present during that <laughs> and like a, what the hell? And there was almost like, I, I could sense a feeling that she's like has was betrayed by her last confidant that she really sort of felt alone. Right. And then of course um, what happens afterwards is sort of, you know, a reaction. to that. Yeah. And it's interesting in that moment where Alex does pivot um, Valerie has no idea really what Alex's day and experience has been leading up to this while she's mm -hmm. been on this hike and pushing against. She doesn't realize that Alex has been softening. And I think there's a great moment that leads up to that, which is during the poker game previous to this speech, Alex is really trying to give it to his dad in front of his buddies, right? He's... He's calling up right. old names and, you know, trying to sully his dad's name in this Yeah, moment. and they all, they all celebrate it. And they, they all, all like just celebrate. It's like these old oh, war stories. Crazy, you know. And yeah. to me, that, uh, that I think was a good setup and precursor to him softening the speech. Because I think mm. in that moment, he saw that uh, he wasn't going to achieve what he wanted to through vitriol and he wasn't going like he wasn't going to get the satisfaction uh, of really taking them down. Ooh. So I think that point. that factored into it as much as we also in that moment kind of see him, you know, just softening overall. Um but I wonder and I really think that that might have played into it too. Uh sure. that just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I fighting against this? Look at them. Like, 
They're coming back together after all this. And it becomes genuine in that moment. At least I felt like, you know, that's yeah. how it's portrayed. Becomes genuine and he actually gives a great speech. Um, yeah, wow, so much. And, you know, maybe before we go all the way into what happens yeah. next, we should check in with Laura because uh, there's also a lot going on for her. And she's not at this party, it seems. No, no. She stayed back um, in Los Angeles and uh, she had finals, I believe, was the reason why she couldn't be present. So she had a lot School of obligations at high school, although you never see her studying ever. <laughs> um, we know she, she apparently several weeks with her dad's. <laughs> yeah, missed three weeks, yeah, just rolls whatever. in for the finals. I guess that's what high school was mm-hmm. like. Um, interesting too that like they show her back in school and where is she right she's in photography or maybe yeah, it's home her, room but like she's still in his class he yeah she's in photography class and she's still in his <laughs> class like how is that legally happening uh, uh, but yeah she's still in his class sitting there uh, yeah still in his class and he you know i think it is the photography class if yeah. i'm not mistaken and um and still interested so it wasn't like oh you banged my mom i don't like you anymore now she still like wants to win this and i think it's become a pride thing with her mm. to force him to admit that he had feelings for her right because and i in and i found this uh, storyline of this episode really fascinating because they don't really it's not black and white they don't answer this question for you from his point of view it's very mm. gray mm. and her confrontation with him at the end yeah the it's second like now confrontation yeah and it's now that it's and that and this one being one-on-one right it's the valerie isn't there it's just him and her and he you could I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. He's like on the cusp of admitting, and then he that he that he might have liked her, but then he then he kind of gets real personal or intense with her when he's just like, "What did you want? Did you want what do you want me to do? Fuck you!" Like yeah. behind yeah. the thing, you know. It's this and then the other, and it and it really begs the question. It's like, does he not feel like he can have a converse because the cat's out of the bag and she quote unquote like likes him or wants to fuck him or whatever. He couldn't have necessarily the conversation was like, you know, another time, another place. Yeah, I could see us together or whatever. It's like the line's already been crossed. It's already totally inappropriate. He can't, there's nothing he can do or say that's not going to be taken out of context. Sure. But I, I, I like how they didn't um, clean him up mm-hmm. in, a, in, in like a tight little bow that they, they left me guessing, did he really, was he really into her? Yeah. And then wound up with the mom. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure. And I was curious what you thought about that. Well, it's, it's very clear in that, you know, final, um, second super intense charge scene. Now just the two of them. Um, although Laura's trying to leave the art show with the other artist. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And he comes out and there's, again, it's, it's like, he's obviously stopping this guy from committing statutory rape. Right. That's, so that's, the foremost, like, that's the intention. That's the intention there. But then it's like, is he a jealous lover in that moment? Or is he a big brother father figure? Yep. It's, and they're not, you know, they're not giving you the clear answer either way. It's not clear. And it's, it's definitely clear that they're both dug in, in that, in yeah. that scene, right? Like she is going to get the confession even if she has to torture it out of them, which is what she's trying to do, right? Uh, take right. this guy home right in front of him, rub his nose in it. And she's dug in, and he's dug in on what is not just a denial of feelings for Laura, but is a complete and utter you know, facepalm to her. He has that brutal line uh, in the confrontation with Valerie, right? And then in mm-hmm. this one, he has the brutal line, you don't belong here. Yeah. Oh, and then we're forced to recall that she was not actually even invited. She yeah. picked the flyer out of the trash, which had actually been given to another teacher. 
Yeah, she was drinking wine. I mean, she was like underage drinking, way crossing the line at his thing for sure. So if you think about it that way, then his edginess does make a lot of sense in that moment. It makes more sense. And I think while it is a little unclear, I think it, I don't think that you can say that her teacher has feelings for her definitely. Yeah. His mistakes are with her mom. And because that's obviously a mistake because he's, you know, he, I think he, they say he's also her homeroom teacher. So her homeroom, her favorite subject, a mentor, you don't, you know, you don't sleep with the parent. Like that is clear. But as far as his relations with her, he does still remain pretty safe, you know, yeah. clear that like you may have interpreted at that as, you know, as that or as something more. And I can see why, but right. here's the deal. Like the truth is, yeah. And it came and it up is pretty clear when, when he and Val were discussing whether, you know, it not being a good idea to hook up was like, yeah. and he said, it was like, well, it's just till the end of the semester. And it is like, they could have waited, you know, as difficult it was, that choice to stop in that moment was correct. Yeah. If they had just gone through with that, yeah. then there'd be no conflict. I mean, the only thing with Laura, I feel like didn't hit home with her. I understand her intensity with the teacher, with Michael to get to the, and, and to get to the bottom of it. And like you said, like, um, get this out of him, get this truth out of him, come hell or high water. Um, I do have an issue slightly structurally with why she's still mad and it sort of connects to the next episode, but like what's never really discussed. The only time it's really mentioned is when Alex says to Laura at the end of the previous episode eight, where he's like, you know, she's like, she did this on purpose or something. He's like, of course she didn't. Yeah. Right. And it's like, in that moment, it, it, it hammers, you feel like she takes that in and hammers it home. But then, it's never brought up again, especially in the next episode. It's like she never told Valerie that she had a crush on this guy. Right. She just did. So right. like, and she's just blaming yeah. her mom for doing that as if she knew. Right. But she didn't know. And right. I think and maybe that comes up maybe through her character arc towards the end when there is reconciliation eventually. Yeah. And I believe that Laura acknowledges that in that scene with Alex in episode eight. Right. And it's clear that's what he's saying. And I think she does acknowledge that. Um, And that doesn't mean it's not still hurtful and over a boundary for her mom to fuck her teacher, you know? Of course. So, yeah, I think they both exist. And Laura... You know, her story in this whole first season is, we've talked about it before, she's a little bit out there on her own. And teenagers kind of are by nature, but she's a little bit, yeah, she's a little bit out there just kind of flapping in the breeze and she's not always acting on the best advice or, you know, intention. She is a teenager. She's the kid in all this. Right. And so she is a little misguided in some of these moments. And this seems to be one where she is she's pretty misguided at this art show. Yeah. You, you're reminding me of a point that I made earlier on the podcast about her being an old soul and seemingly more yeah. mature than her friends. But at the end of the day, she's still a teenager in high school and she's still oh, going to yeah. have some immaturity around her feelings and irrationality around processing them and, and everything going on. So yeah, thank you for reminding me how that all works. Yeah, there's a great scene uh, earlier in the episode, Steve, and it's, you know, a Laura scene, right? She's mm-hmm. back in school. And we open on her coming out of the bathroom. Her friends are coming down the stairs in the foreground. Yep. And then Mr. Carr, Michael, is standing, like initially he's, I think, off camera. And it's this amazing opening where she exits the bathroom. Her friends cross, and right next to the women's restroom is a sign that says, The Six Pillars of Character. Ooh, I didn't catch that. Nice. And it lists six 
attributes oh, of yeah. good character. Just like a poster you'd it, see in high school, like just one of those right. random things. Just in high school, and <laughs> then it's it's Laura, her friends cross, wow. who are you know not helpful to her really, and then it's Michael, and then her looking at Michael, wow. and it's. It's so poignant. I had to rewind and pause it to just be like, "Oh my gosh, look! Like, look at this framing." Well, yeah, and, I mean, very um, cool to dig a show that you can watch again and and catch some idiosyncrasy like that you missed the first time. Um, conceptually, this show was just an A plus for little things like that, for for the the shot transitions, for um, you know. And there's a lot in the final episode I could talk about, but they. They um they did a great job conceptually and um I don't know if you noticed this but it, so the first two episodes were directed by Jason Reitman and these last two episodes were directed by Fred Savage of yeah. what of the Wonder Years so how um, cool is that yeah it was really cool and it really cool like it bookended by a vision you know of the mm. overall vision of the show and it it uh I thought that that was really cool it didn't have to be the same director but the fact that the same director it didn't have to be the same director as the first two, but the fact that it's right. the same episode, the director of the same director of episodes nine and ten, the last two episodes, um, really made it uh, a whole complete um, bookend to this this cool show. And I thought um, really did add, yeah. added a lot to the tone of these last two episodes. Yeah, and they become almost uh, you could almost watch them seamlessly, right? The yeah. way that they. Set up nine and ten, so we got to get into it a little bit, Steve. Yeah, so getting uh, yeah, so, so back back to the rehearsal dinner with <laughs> Valerie and Emmy at the bar. Uh, so Alex is you know given this speech that comes around and ends up being really heartwarming and true. Right. So he gives the speech, and that's like yeah. Valerie's like, okay, now I'll take MDMH because I just heard that crazy speech. My brother supporting <laughs> this marriage, and I'm need to be happy, and I'm going to take some love pill. <laughs> yeah, so Emmy, <laughs> what a, Valerie has a line, something about like, oh, I need, I need a drink, or I need to, I need to stop, you know, I do forget this something, and Emmy's like, you know, how how badly do you want to, right? And yeah. So uh, Emmy pulls out MDMA ecstasy, yep. <laughs> and uh, and they take it at the rehearsal dinner, Woo! and seemingly it goes well for a while. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, no, and, uh, no, no big, uh, big embarrassments or no, anything. They or wind dancing. up outside. They're kind of. It seems kind of a girlfriend vibe, best friends. So like they've rekind. You know, they had were at odds in that previous hike yeah. scene, and now they've they're best friends forever. And yeah, then, uh, they've struck up a friendship, maybe even. Yeah, there's a hand holding, and you're like, huh. Oh, there's a look from Emmy where you're like. Huh, it's this is Emmy who's open person holding her hand now. And then yeah. it cuts to um what I think was like the next dream sequence. Laura has a fantasy sequence about the teacher, but I don't think there's an actual dream sequence since the pilot. And, mm, and interesting. Yeah, it's another stress dream. Yeah. Right? And yeah, probably the first one since the pilot. Um, and that is, it is amazing the way they cut that, right? So um, they're outside, they're laying down, I believe, in the grass, right? Mm -hmm. And then cuts to this dream sequence. That feels very real. Alex is just drinking after the reception's over and or the rehearsal dinner's over. And then she comes in to tell him, you know, what happened. And it starts getting really... Mm. Graphic, and she's sucking on his finger, and you're like, "This is weird." And then, of course, she wakes up from the dream. Um, but she wakes up <laughs> next to Emmy in a bed in Alex and Emmy's bed. Bed, uh, and the episode closes on Alex walking in as she's trying to get dressed, sneak out. Yeah. Wow. It, I mean, it's never happened to me, but I can imagine it not being a lot of fun to walk in on your girlfriend and your sister. It is definitely never happened <laughs> to me either. Um, hopefully, not something we have to experience or deal with. Uh, yeah. At, at this stage or any stage, <laughs> and from the you know setup of the initial scene where they you know go 
wherever they go, away from the rehearsal dinner, somewhere outside. And um, Valerie, I believe right before Emmy takes her hand, Valerie says something like, I've never been happy. Yeah. It's like a really hard-hitting, poignant line. Sure. And it's, it's a really rough, rough spot for everyone to be in. You know, it's, um, I certainly, you know, as shocking as this end of nine is, I wasn't immediately just like, oh, you know, they shouldn't know whatever. Like it just is really, really hard moment. And it's really hard for these characters. It is. And you know where Valerie is, you know, that she's been stumbling through moments like these around intimacy and opening up and feeling something. I think they did a good job of setting up the entire day for her to sort of lead to this moment. So I didn't, as a viewer, didn't have like a real like, oh, F you, Valerie. You know, I totally got that. It was actually more kind of like, how is Alex going to react to this? Because there's being open and having a boyfriend and then there's being open and, you know, the girl sleeping with your sister. And I, like you said, um, very cool thing with these two episodes. They just seamlessly go together like a little movie. The episode 10 picks up right at that moment when he walks in, he walks out, he gets in the car, he bounces. Um, Val tries to chase him. Yeah, and I didn't watch these episodes back to back. I watched uh, episode nine and then I took a break. So I was, um, which was cool because I was thinking like, I was like, yeah, he needs to bail. Like just bail, leave this wedding, don't pay for it and just get the hell out of there. And so when he got in the car and bailed, I was like, all right, sweet. But the thing I was not expecting was where he was going to go. Right. And he shows up and just looks, (laughs) looks like, um, like absolute crap, obviously heartbroken and all kinds of messed yeah. up. And, and, and it's Leon's house. He goes to Leon <laughs> and we got our buddy back yes. at this final episode. And that was awesome. So great to see Leon. Yep. Yeah. And that, that really, uh, their, their little subplot in the first half of this finale, mm. um, was great and it was actually rather suspenseful and like emotionally mm-hmm. engaged and heartbreaking. And it really yeah. was like the search for Carl was, I was like, I was like, Oh, they're going to get Carl. And for somehow right. I was like, and that's going to make everything okay. Like they yeah. did an excellent job of setting you up with that. Um, they set it up really well from their actual adventures and movements to Basically, Alex just, you know, telling Leon for at least the first, you know, part or majority maybe even of these scenes, you know, I'm just a dickhead who shows up when he needs something, right? He literally yeah. tells him that and he, he like will not let Leon just, you know, be there for him in Help this him. moment at first. Yeah. He's so resistant to giving in and helping. Um, but and our boy Leon I, doesn't give up. He doesn't give up no, on him. He doesn't. He takes. <laughs> takes him to his favorite spot. He, uh, he just keeps, keeps yeah, he being makes, he the makes best, him the, what's the best that? friend. The Irish breakfast or the, the English breakfast, right? He makes the English him- breakfast, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it takes and- him to his favorite spot and he's like, I came here and he's like, well, what changed? He's like, well, I met my fiance and he's like, you mean the one that cheated on you and made the VHS tapes? And then you should have stuck with the birds. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was so funny. And uh, um, yeah, and he doesn't give up on him and they take him to go find Carl and and you're like, oh, and you're just thinking of how cute Carl was yeah. in that episode, a little puppy and they go and there's hope and then they find out, of course, <laughs> RIP, rest in peace, Carl, um, the one uh, fatality of this series. <laughs> right. Yo, know, everyone's, right. You know, Life is precious, everyone, and uh, we have to live every moment like it's our last. Really appreciate what we have, and I yeah. think um, I'd like to just officially dedicate this episode of our pack podcast to the memory of Carl the puppy. Um, Alex Carl the dog. Pu- Carl the dog. Alex's puppy that he wasn't ready to take care of until it was too late. Mm. And um, yeah, and then then. We'll just keep going here because Alex, like, 
that pushes him to the brink, right? He loses Carl and it really snaps in him emotionally. Um, And I loved this next sequence where he attempts suicide because I've never seen anything like it. This notion of um, automation and cars and these Mm -hmm. built-in safety protect protection technologies that exist now. Yeah. So it, it was incredible because he's just like plowing away, no seatbelt. And yeah. like, oh my God, he's really going to do this. And when the car yeah. starts to, to emergency brake and stop itself, it's like, you just weren't expecting it because that just doesn't, I've never seen that happen, you know, like portrayed no. in, a, in, in a TV show or a film or anything up to this point. Um, yeah. And the realness of it and... You know, it was this, it was, it was as if he was on a ledge about to jump yeah. and, you know, Leon pulls him back off. It's this sort of real sense of like, okay, I wasn't meant to, you know, I was saved. You know, something doesn't want me to die. And Leon was like, um, I thought really powerful moment there um, yeah. where he was just like, no, I don't want you to die. I'm saving, you know, like, and he really like wouldn't let Alex off the hook from understanding that there was a human being there who wanted to see that he was okay. Yeah. And Alex is surprisingly glib in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Uh, Leon pulls him out of the car, screaming at him, and Alex is just kind of laughing. He's kind of in awe of what happened and uh, taking it in stride, it seems. Uh, but what an intense, intense scene and moment. And yeah, everything leads up, really the whole season, right? Everything leads up to this breaking point for Alex. Yeah, they teased that darkness in him. You know, previously yeah. we didn't get to see it. It was always, you know, Kim Kai Shell, but they, they did a good job of having a real emotional and psychological climax here at the end of, at the, end of the yeah. first season for Alex. Um, right. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, back at the house with <laughs> Val and uh, Emmy and Laura. Um, no, so Val, right. Val goes home looking for Alex, finds Laura, who finds who, Laura, yep, who had crashed had there. been living there. Yeah, who had run back there after the scene with Michael. Yep. And they, it seems like they're going to kind of reconcile, or maybe this is like a great step. There's a little hope there. But immediately, Emmy comes home and there's, a bit of a post-hookup lovers quarrel that transpires <laughs> as far as regret. bit of debate, yeah, a bit of debate and not understanding what happens. Uh, some blurred yeah. lines, perhaps. Um, um, they and, were on drugs, yeah. And, uh, and Laura comes down halfway through the conversation over here as part of it, and I think so. This is what I was kind of talking about before, where I was just like, yeah, you know, but Valerie didn't sleep with you know, the guy you liked on purpose, your mom didn't do that on purpose. You didn't tell her that, but she's getting triggered here by all these things. Right. So it's sort of like, yeah. Oh, you slept with her and hurt Alex. So you just do that. Is that just like a thing you do? You know? So it's now that we've talked it through, I I understand a lot more of, of Laura and her age and her point of view showing up um, yeah. in, in those moments of of just getting of being hurt and being upset with her mom, like, and it, and it's a bit telling later on, too. Or I can't remember if it's in that scene or a later scene when she says, "You know, you're not my mom. You you weren't my mom. You were my best friend." And that was the yeah. relation, you know, the way she viewed her relationship with her mom, which made it perhaps more of a betrayal or a stabbing of the back right if your friend sleeps with your crush versus like your parent you know like that would just be gross maybe you know what i mean but this was an emotional betrayal totally and yeah she says at least you know you were my best friend until you slept with my teacher Mm -hmm. and she has laura has uh yeah laura has Come back, and as you said, it seems like she and Valerie are on the cusp of this mm-hmm. reconciliation and that she's going to come back and live with Valerie and Alex. But yeah, and then, of course, uh, this moment where um, she, she's disgusted Valerie overhearing her and Emmy 
debating whether or not they had sex. Um, yeah. And yeah, just has that. This is just what you do. Yup, and that leads know. to Laura kind of taking off, going to the pier, and meeting Dave, who the who the season finale is named after. And that's funny <laughs> in and of itself. Because I, because I actually, I remember seeing that and being like, "Why is this episode called yeah. Dave?" Like before I plus I was like, "Who's right. Dave?" I was like, "All right, so going to find out." And then you find out Dave is just this like totally random guy. Um, and <laughs> on the Santa Monica yeah. pier with his bag of lays and his fishing pole. yeah ready to ready to hit the road and go to mexico and just take life as it comes and do whatever he wants and it's all good and laura buys in laura thinks yeah i could just hit the road with dave and that'll really that sounds good. yeah that sounds good and that's gonna stick it to everyone if i just if i just bounce on everybody like you know my grandpa oh yeah said. and um that was another moment of being like, yep, she's a teenager. Yep, she's she should she can be an old soul, but she's not running from like who she actually <laughs> is. Um, and that brings us back to the house, and there's Dave helping her pack, and and uh, yep. a funny sequence of her being like, "You want to take a shower?" And he's like, "I'm good." And her just kind of be like, "I'm good." Oh, I guess I'm gonna really kind of committing to uh, <laughs> going away with this stinky guy, and um, him going down to get a beer. And Val coming home and just being like, "Who the f are you?" And the and the the thing that was this? cool about this this final part of the episode that we're going to get into was, um, found that Emmy, who was this sort of exterior character that was interjected into the scene because she happened to be the one match for Alex yeah. on the website. Um, there seems to be kind of an unraveling for her. And her, I'm open, there's no consequences, everything is all good way of living her life. And it begins yeah. to really fail as far as like the strength of what is the family unit um, of the three of them. And, mm-hmm. and in, that, in the final scene where the f- um, five of them, including Dave, <laughs> are all sitting around <laughs> the living room and, and hashing everything out, um, to me, it was a brilliant scene, and the um, like Valerie's vulnerability. Oh, we're forgetting. I'm sorry, we're forgetting an awesome scene, which I'm so glad they did. Of Valerie busting right. busting into her work office, and then having this therapy session with her, with the secretary, with Leah. This Leah, who a character we haven't seen in a long time, who we totally loved and talked about a lot in this podcast returns yeah. and becomes the therapist who helps Valerie oh, get yeah. underneath everything that's going on and at least have an understanding yeah. of what she's doing, yeah. you know? And, and they have uh, all of a sudden Valerie's disheveled yeah. and Leah's like, looks, you know, very professional with her glasses. They've like, they've, sh- they've flipped. Yeah. She's sitting in dynamic. Valerie's chair. Right. I mean, like it's actually like, she's, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. They've literally very yeah. well crafted. Um, and she helps Valerie to the realization of what had happened and what seems like maybe a subconscious, you know, desire playing out. But she mm-hmm. helps Valerie to the realization that she didn't want to lose Alex. Yeah. And that was uh, ultimately behind her initial aversion to Emmy, resistance, and then uh, what transpires what transpires after they take ecstasy together. Yeah, and so she, you know, Valerie is able to articulate that now thanks to um, her conversation right. with Leah in, this, in, uh, in the final scene. Yeah, in this scene with the yep, five and of she, them. And she says that, and you hear it, you see it, because um, it's really wonderful acting there um, by Tommy Dewey, who plays Alex in this, and, and, he, and he sort of, he understands her. You just see him... Like understanding his sister, seeing everything she's yeah. been through, putting it into the context of his relationship with her. And not only does she articulate what why she did it, um, but then she yeah. also has an admission um, where she's like, there's something wrong with me. You know, which was a super yeah. vulnerable moment that also you saw Laura take in and be like, Wow, my mom is really struggling. So maybe it's not that, you know, I need to be upset with her because she slept with a photography teacher anymore. It's actually a larger issue here. And she really needs my support to get through this like super difficult time. And then 
And yeah. then Emmy gets up and it's like, well, what about <laughs> me? And da, 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 da. And, and, and I, I love that it was Laura that was just like, well, dude, Laura, yeah, Laura calls her out. Laura. She says, she says, that's hyperbolic. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's the therapist daughter. She, yeah. She's a therapist daughter. And she's, and she's like, you, you slept with a sister. Like how messed up is that? And then um, that exactly. was cool to see Emmy then at that point, um, not on solid ground, right? At that point, she was like right. out of un- unmoored. Time. Yeah, and and yep. um, and she admits, of course, of course. But but we have right. a good, she's yeah, like, of course. And that then was she's like desperate. Like, but we have a good thing going, and this and then and the other. And it was it was really well done because it was actually like a really empowering moment for Alex, a moment where he could yeah. make a really decisive decision for his own well being. And the well-being of his of his family, and just but really for him, it's like you're not good for me. This is a toxic relationship, and I'm going to choose yep. not to be with you. And so the secrets would be like, and you should leave. And then gets up, and then <laughs> Dave's like, "Wow, that was intense." And he's like, "Dave, I think you should leave too." <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Dave's reaction. Oh yeah. In this. <laughs> In this final, you know, sequence in the house are just incredible. And it's not only that one, but it starts from the moment where, oh. you know, it's revealed that Valerie slept with Emmy. And Dave, I'd love to know. Dave, uh, yeah. like, is all of us <laughs> yeah. in this moment. Like, he is so amazing. I would love to know if, the, if this episode was written originally and Dave was just so funny that they named oh. the episode after like if if it was right. always the, like named Dave or that just happened after like they saw the whole thing and they were like, oh, it'd be really funny if we named this episode Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 An amazing episode. Dave really, really adds the dynamic of just, yeah, this, because all of this going on, like we're so deep in their yep. web that Dave gives us this glimpse of like, whoa, holy yeah. shit. You slept with her. So I know. Whoa, yeah, it know? was cool. It, he was definitely it, on our side. He was definitely one of us. It gives, that was great. Um, what, uh, gives an amazing yeah. gravity too, and these intense. And you moments. know it, that actually the episode could have ended right there, and I would have been pretty. I would have could been have. really satisfied. But again, just gets back to how yeah. smart this show is. How how really well crafted mm. it is. They take you to the wedding scene, which is an exact mirror of the opening scene of the series when they're sitting in yeah. the back of the church in the dream sequence for his father's funeral. And I think it's yep. down. I didn't like go back to the first episode to check this, but I think they're wearing the same clothes and it's this. Well, guess what, <gasps> Steve? I yeah. did. And they are not quite, but Close. Alex is pretty much wearing the identical outfit. They seem to be in the same pew and they are definitely in the same exact Positions. positions. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I guess I caught that. Laura has a different dress. Yeah, he was wearing a similar not. thing. And then wow. I, I think I was catching the colors. Yep. Like at least her, she, yeah, she had like dark-ish clothes on. Exactly. And um, that was uh, incredibly well done. Uh, beautiful bookend to this, um, what was an excellent uh, first season of a television show. And wow. um, just overall that scene for this final scene, just for the emotional depth and complexity that it displayed um, was just a 10. Um, Laura, you know, taking in how intense this was for her mom and her uncle, this experience of watching their mother go down the aisle and get married to their father after everything they did. Not knowing that she doesn't know because she wasn't really there, but she knows enough that she just has this immense amount of empathy for the two of them as she's processing this. And she holds her mom's hand and yeah. then um, really subtle and just amazing moment that I loved was the almost hand-holding of Valerie and Alex where she almost took his hand and then didn't. And it cut back so you saw how bent, how, how torn up Alex was in the moment and it's almost like Valerie was like yeah, yeah he's he he has to experience this on his own or 
You know, we're mm-hmm. we are we are our own people now. We are not our parents. We are not kids. We are you know everyone has to take care yeah. of themselves in this moment. So it's not on me. Yeah, I can't. I, I, be can't his parent. I can't be your parent anymore, right? I can't. I, I was. To, I have to take care of myself, and you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's a really powerful moment, and that not grabbing his hand. It's a, it's an action of you know not action, right? Mm. And it becomes so meaningful in that moment of her decision not to take his hand. Absolutely, it was more powerful than clearly more powerful than if she had held his hand, and that was just a definitely really awesome closing shot. Um, of this episode and then it cuts to black directed by Fred Savage. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah, which is awesome. Amazing. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, and he did a great job. And, and the, the, the fact that it was the same director for these last two episodes, I think really added a lot um, to bookending this show and keeping it consistent with the same director d- directing the first two and the same yeah. a different director directing the last two. So um, just was really impressed. And I, and I think, you know, for me, it's a, a wonderful ending. This was a wonderful season. And it really, I know there's three more seasons of this, but if, if, this, all, yeah. if this was all there was, I, I would be content because this was like a very, very good season of television that just stands alone as its own exactly. kind of wonderful story. Of- yeah, and that's interesting, Steve. A lot of shows, uh, especially now streaming shows, will set you up for further seasons by, you know, a big question or hook at the end. And this doesn't do that. This is such a complete series just in this first, first season. And we've talked about how, you know, Jason Reitman being uh, a great film director, Mm lends itself to these, you know, cinematic aspects. And I wonder, Steve, is the way that they did this almost, is it too good and wrapped up? Because I want to ask you, do you think you'll continue watching and check out season two? Well, you know, that is interesting because sometimes shows are made and they don't know if they're going to get a second season. You know, so they got, true. they have to kind of put a bookend on it. And that's very well could have happened. Very, very well could have happened here. I, you know, we don't quite know. Um, for me, I may return to these characters, but I'm definitely going to press pause to let and digest what I just saw because it, I thought it was mm. so well done. Um, yeah. And it didn't have a like, you know, Jon Snow stabbed to death, stabbed to death in the snow. I got to see exactly if he's really dead the following season, you know, I didn't, I don't have this impulse of being like, whoa, the dragon's going to come. Like I got to watch the next episode. Like I don't, they're they're not doing that to you. They're like, I, we really went on a journey with these characters and these, in this family. And like, it was, um, it was kind of intense. Like it was funny and it was fun, but like it was, uh, it got real. And I feel like they're kind of real people in my life now. So what I want to do is just kind of like, just press pause and 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 honor mm-hmm. honor them and honor this first season by like giving it a moment. And I feel like there'll be I, I do feel like there's gonna be a time where I'm gonna where I'm gonna miss them. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. be really happy there's a season two to start. Does yeah. that make sense? Definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Have you ever done that where you like Don't. you like watch a show and then you, like a season or something mm-hmm. and then you put it down for a while and you return to it like way, way down the line? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I saved this for myself, yeah, <laughs> for my future self. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think this show lends itself to that in that, you know, if and when you do return, as we said, this is such a complete story and chapter. Um, yeah, it's not a sense of like, oh, oh, okay, what happened? I got to get back in it. It's like, oh, what are they up to next? Yeah. You know, it's a whole new thing that's going to come next clearly by the way that this season ends and i think that is uh you know there's really something to be said that is something that's a pretty unique today that this can both stand alone but also plant the seeds to where there's gonna be a time when you're like oh wait there's right there's more seasons yeah 
I do want to see what they're up to now. So I think it'll be fun to see if that happens with you, Steve. And, uh, and if and when you get back to season two, we may have to, uh, to drop some special episodes oh, if we end up, yeah, like, we end up watching season two. Yeah, and I think I, I think I will return to them, but I just think this, uh, honestly, I was so impressed with everything, the writing, the directing, the acting, um, just the, what they did here with this season. I just want to let it, I want to let it be for a second and, and allow it to be honored in my mind, yeah. you know, and just give it a breather. And I think I'll be happy to return to them at some point down the line. Definitely. Well, it won't be next because that concludes Ooh. our first show, watching a show with friends. And it is time now to move on. Yes, we Ooh. have finished the first series of Show with Friends, uh, the Hulu original Casual season one. Thank you for that journey. That was uh, e- loved it. Eli's show that he loved and wanted to share with me. And so now it is my turn to pick a oh, show yeah. that I love. And hope, <laughs> hopefully Eli hasn't seen it. So I have my list here. Yeah. Woohoo! Nervous. Okay. Mm. All right. Crunch time for Ooh. Steve. Woo-hoo-hoo. Okay. E- this is exciting. Okay. All right. Yeah, We're switching streamers here. We're stretching, switching streamers. We're going over to Netflix. Ooh, going over to Netflix. Netflix. We'll see. We'll see. Eli, have you seen Dairy Girls? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Dairy Girls. Our new show. Dairy- I remember looking at this. Uh, takes place ostensibly in Ireland. Yes, I won't give up too much. United yet. Kingdom, Northern Northern Ireland, um, Northern Ireland. Um, I won't um, give away too much, but it's maybe hi- set in high school. I want to say. Yeah, I love high school dramas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, and Steve, one thing I really am excited about is uh, that this is not shot in america right this is actually shot in ireland is, is that true yeah sure this is uh this is shot in ireland it was cast oh, in Derry. Wow. Derry is a town in ireland it was cast there so yeah. actually the lead actresses oh, are wow. all from that hometown it's a comedy i'm super Very super cool. excited to share this with you so for everyone <laughs> at home um we are our next episode of shows with friends we are going to be covering the pilot episode of Derry girls on Netflix. So if you've yes. if you've seen it, please rewatch it and join us. If you haven't seen it, please watch it on Netflix and join us for our very next episode of Shows with Friends. Dairy Girls, season one, episode one Woo-hoo! on Netflix. <laughs> this has been awesome. Well, thanks for sharing a new show, Steve. I'm excited to watch. And thanks for listening to our show. About where we talk about shows. shows. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Hello, friends, and thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts, and there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's Connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.